2: You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, we're back with another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. And today we're joined by Ryan Mead. He's the host of the Blue Shirts Breakaway podcast and founder of the Church of Kako, His Holiness, the Capope. Great to have you on, Ryan. How are you?
0: Praise be. Praise be. Also of the Athletic Network. Just want to, you know, plug that in there. Got to get it done.
2: Oh, yes. Yes. The Company athlete. man.
0: That's how that works. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Great to have you. <laughs> That hat is awesome, by the way. It's- Thanks. I know people listening in the audio medium can't really see, but it's the Church of Kako hat with the Church of Kako symbol. Uh, limited, rare printing, no longer available. Sorry.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Kiryakov's only- might have to. We might have to post a video of that on our Instagram page. Yeah, so we might. See. You can
0: post my face wherever you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> All very right, normal.
2: man. We'll we'll hold
1: you to that. That's fine. Um. So actually, let's start off with that. Sure. Church of Kako. How'd that start? Uh, and. Uh, what? Who deemed you the Capope?
0: Uh, me, <laughs> uh, I deemed myself the Capope. Actually, what's really sad and like super frustrating is that. I didn't even name myself that i thought it's the most obvious name for the whole thing and i started the whole joke i was like at the gym i was like what if i started a church for a player we don't even have yet and i got super pumped up and i messaged my friend nick and bob who are great graphic designers website people and i was like yo can we make this church and i'm not even gonna tell greg because i want to surprise him because i want him to be like i want the content to be good we made it uh and it went super viral in finland uh like when i when we went to msg on kako's opening night and a finland reporter like knew who i was he was like you're a church of kako guy and i was like what the? <laughs> uh i don't know if i curse on here at all but yeah so uh it was a tremendous uh opportunity to be the pope to start a church for the lord and savior himself Kapo Kako. unfortunately i then cursed him for the entire year that's my bad <laughs> hand up um but we're still we still hold the faith over at the uh, church of kako themselves
2: I love the enthusiasm for, for, for Kako. What's the what's the obsession with Kako himself and why not for a player like Oh, the crazy. first overall pick, Lafreniere.
0: Okay, I, I have a lot of feelings about this. Because um, Kako, like, it's, uh, let's use the Golden State Warriors as an example. They are uh, three time champions in the past five years. They had a bunch of great players, whatever. But the okay. first ring they got was awesome. It was like, oh my God, if you were a Golden State Warrior fan, you used to live in garbage. And now you have Steph Curry. And it's like, it's awesome. You're all celebrating. If you've ever watched the parade of the third ring, they don't even like people are clapping, but they're like, okay, this is a you know just business as usual for us. <laughs> like too much it's winning. Aw- yeah, it's awesome to get La but Kako was like the start like the hope like he was the start of the star wars franchise like new hope came out and that was cool and empire strike backs is the better movie so is lafreniere he's the better movie but the the hope was kako so like it's like your first kid you're like super pumped and you're nervous and then your second kid you're like well i'm still a dad i guess like whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's a, i have no children i'm assuming that's or I don't, I don't know what a dad's are but i'm assuming that's like how that works yeah
2: i actually prefer a new hope to empire strikes back those are my two take yeah that is a hot (laughs) take that's not ice cold we 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 do our thing so on twitter we oftentimes we'll come up with something like kiriakos came up today with a freezing freezing take and we'll get to it later in the episode but like he said larry brooks is delusional oh yeah for sure he is yeah i like larry too
0: we'll get to it but yeah
2: i think john tortorella must have like did something to his head. He must've beat him up at the bus stop a little too many times. Yeah, I
0: think he actually did that. (laughs) Let's just get into it now because we're talking about it. So I'll I'll defend Larry a little bit. And I can't believe I'm doing this. (laughs) Like as a person who also like has to talk about the Rangers every single week and has talked about the Rangers every week, twice a week for nine months when there was no hockey. Like Mm. Larry, he does something great with his coverage. Now, Rick doesn't do this and Vince doesn't do this. Larry creates storylines that you're not talking about. Vince reports and so does Rick. That's what they do. They're beat writers and they're great reporters. Mm -hmm. Larry literally creates narratives for the Rangers that don't exist. And (laughs) (laughs) it's so true, dude. And he's a master at it. He's been, I I am not sure what his sources are these days. I think he's, and I have no way of saying this uh, is allegedly, I feel like he's lost power within the organization over the years after Sather has gone down, but he creates storylines and he gets you talking about the Rangers And whether that's good or bad, like, was I going to talk about this today? No, until Larry woke up and decided I want clicks and he got (laughs) So that, you know, he does his job well. Like, is he the best beat reporter there is? You know, he's, there's only four beat reporters for the Rangers and they, they all do a great job, but Larry, like he makes the narratives. That's what he does.
2: You're right. He, He definitely incites reactions out of me. Like almost every time I remember this was years ago when the Rangers still had Nash, like when around his 40 goal season, he proposed like a trade, like, all right, here's what the Rangers got to do. They got to trade him to the blues. They got to get Oshie and Peron and then this other guy or Jaden Schwartz. And I'm like, what? Yeah. There's no way they do that but he like,
0: he, he invokes emotion out of you. Right. That's exactly. job. <laughs> so it's like, it's like when Skip Bayless goes on and starts talking like stuff, you're know, like, LeBron, is not the best player they have? Like, shut up, dude. Like, <laughs> but people eat that up. Like people will be like, that's dumb. And then he gets the clicks you know, and people send the other links. To people are like, yo, do you see this dumb article? <laughs> and, then, and then now we're sitting on your podcast talking about this dumb article that deserves absolutely nothing. But, <laughs>
1: Larry. Dude, now I'm angry you brought it up. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is how it works. He's, he's a mastermind when it comes to that. I'll give Larry all the credit in the world in that way. Hasn't blocked me yet. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I was reading a Twitter thread and somebody was, like, writing under the article that he posted, like, this is, like, the stupidest thing I ever read. Why would you ever talk about Caco and laugh like this? And then he, someone commented on it and was like, have you been blocked yet? And he's like, no, I haven't had that honor yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: coming. But he... But here's he's he's being real in some way. So again, I, I'm sitting here defending Larry, one of my arch rivals in your your, your greater media. But like, that's what they're going to ask for. is going to be like, all right, how about Lafreniere? And Gorton's going to be like, no. He's like, well, I think Kako's the best option after that is obviously he is even though he has deflated value after his first season and then at that case the uh, Gordon's good like oh also no um (laughs) and then but that's how the conversation is going to go there he's Larry's not wrong he's going to ask for those players he just typed it out knowing how dumb it is that's that's what happened
2: right Jeff Gordon's going to work his infinity gauntlet magic and work out a Pierre-Luc Dubois for Libor Hayek in a fifth round pick trade
0: (laughs) but here's the here's the real thing like with Dubois like he obviously wants to be in a bigger market. So even if those smaller teams come with better packages, he's not going to sign long-term. The same thing with Line a Like these guys want to be in bigger places. That's why he wants to go to like the Flyers or somewhere else that the rumors are. And maybe the Budapest Jets can have the best offer for Dubois, but he's not going to stay there and extend. So then the value isn't there. So that's why the Rangers do have leverage in that aspect. And you've seen disgruntled stars happen this week. Like the Cleveland Indians just dumped Francisco Lindor on the Mets doorstep. Happened to the Padres. Like the Cubs just dumped you, Darvish. Like the economy, sh- like, can I curse? I don't know. Yeah, the, yes, the economy is shit in, the, in sports and because they can't have fans in. So the small market teams are going to be like, we don't, we can't pay these guys. And that's not the case in hockey, but they're going to be disgruntled. And they're going to leave. That's what it is. Uh, so Dubois is going to go where he wants, whether that's New York or somewhere else. New York, all of those teams, other than maybe L.A., is going to have the best option for package. And that's just it.
2: Yeah, you know, Michael K., the Michael K. show, uh, he brought that, that exact same point up. Like, it's ridiculous how teams can't pay their star players. Like, the Rays traded Blake Snell. You don't have to and, tell me, bro. I know. Right? Like, <laughs> with already- how much money he was making, like, they had to give him up. So Michael K was saying like, it's time for you to move to another market. If you can't, if you can't fit that, then you got to go somewhere else. Well, they're going but, to Montreal. So he's right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I want your thoughts on that indoor trade. I know this is a hockey podcast. No, I
0: host but- a Mets podcast, even though I'm not a Mets fan. So <laughs> yep. I, totally, nope. I totally get it. It's a steal. It's a, it's, it's a highway robbery. They paid 4% mm-hmm. of the price to get the second or first best, definitely a top three shortstop in the game at his prime. For the next like whatever they're gonna pay him for 10 years he's gonna be awesome and they did they paid nothing and i'm a giant prospect nerd when it comes to baseball and not hockey unfortunately um because i just can't follow that many leagues in that case and i'm in a dynasty league for baseball so i'm a nerd as as high as level there is and they paid like like nothing like really they, they kept their top 10 prospects in the week in the mets like have a weak farm system so to get something like just by paying money and they also got a, a guy who was a cy young candidate three years ago it's like That's when you talk about, I'll bring this back to hockey. Like when you talk about these small markets that don't want to pay and are going to have these, like these salary caps that are self-imposed. If you're a New York Rangers team, which is going to have money next year, when that $13 million of cap comes off, you could take advantage of those small markets that don't have the cash full of they used to have.
1: Right. I think though, even though we have that, that space, maybe next year, I think moving forward, I don't think Dubois can fit in the squad unless we get rid of another big piece.
0: I don't don't actually no. I think he could. I I, I really think they're looking for that second long-term centerpiece. You know what? And the hardest um, conversation to have as a Ranger fan is like, I don't know if Vikas Abinajad is going to be on the team long-term.
1: That's what I was (laughs) just going to bring up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the the obvious uh, transition here is because he's a free agent soon and he's going to want free agent money. He's going to want, like, hey, I want $10 million, $11 million. And you have to ask yourself, do you want to pay Mika Sabinojad, who has a history of of injuries, who just showed himself as an elite player for the first time last year, wasn't a full season, you know? Do you want to lock him up for seven, eight years? You have the option. You have the ability. Or would you rather try and get Jack Eichel? Would you rather try and get Dubois? Like, these guys that are significantly younger, and you know your window is now open for a longer period of time because if Kako who I'm actually going to write an article about later this week. Like if Kako develops in the right way, you have Kako and Lafreniere, like those are children. Like they're 19 years old. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be competitive for the next 10 years because of is older. And by the time you lock him up, he's going to be up to like 36 years old when or right. 37 years old when the contract's over. Is that what you're looking to do with your window? That's a question that Gordon's going to have to answer. And I cannot.
2: Right. Yeah. And we were talking about that in our last episode, we were saying about like the Petrangelo deal. It's good now, but Is it going to be good for four years down the line? Like when he's like 37, something like that, you know? It's
0: not. And neither is the Ryan McDonough deal, but that's why they want a cup. Like their window is open now. So when's the Rangers window open? Well, technically it's next year. Um, We Mm -hmm. would say that they to put their hands on the window and open it next year. They have a shot. It's a low percent shot, but they have it. When's their window actually open? Three years? Like when Lafreniere is 22, Kako's 22, like they're, they're- the stops coming over, like, is Buczdevic going to sign? Is he going to get traded? They're, like, this team is so set up for the next 10 years in the quickest rebuild, maybe, like, other than New York Yankees sports in history. history, yeah. Yeah, like, in hockey history, like, signing Panarin and doing all this stuff, like, the, the rebuild was quick. It just was. Mm-hmm. And they're set up now at, with some really nice ping pong ball luck for the next 10 years. Now, <laughs> how are you going to take advantage of that? Like, when do you want to try and win your cup? When do you want to push all in? Because you saw the Rangers push all in, they got close, they didn't get there. Super unfortunate for everybody who's a Ranger fan and Henrik Lundqvist, and that that's that's where you are. So when you if you sign Mika Zibanejad and the cut the cap isn't this wasn't going to be an issue before a pandemic. Like you might have been able to figure it out. The cap right. might have gone up like a couple times in the next like ten years. That is not happening anymore. Yeah. Um, and so now you have to make your decision. Like how much do you love Mika Zibanejad, even though you think he's the captain of the team, probably other than Chris Kreider? Because you just signed Chris Kreider, and now he's like. You know, he's not expendable. He's definitely not expendable. He's a great player. But now you've burdened yourself a bit, and it's going to be an interesting decision for Gorton over the next 10 years.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think it's advantage is a 1C for the future for this team. I, I would bite the bullet and sign him to that extension. What about you, Kiriakos? What do you think?
1: I don't know. It's a tough, tough thing to look at. I mean, I'm always a guy that wants to keep the squad that you have and kind of roll with it. Um, but I don't know. I think it, it probably wouldn't be the smartest thing. Like we were talking about yesterday, we were looking at the top 15 contracts since 2005 for the Rangers and the worst 15 contracts since 2005. And a lot of the worst contracts tended to be the contracts dished out to veteran players that's, that grew up in your farm system. You wanted to keep those guys together like Girardi, Stahl, mm-hmm. and e- even maybe Lundqvist's second contract. Like they wanted to keep those groups together. So they did sign them to these huge deals that ended up not panning out in the end. But like that gives you three
0: years, like those first three years of those deals is when you can compete. After that, like that's it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But then couldn't you
0: just trade them before it gets to that point? Yeah, but then if they're Dan Girardi or Mark Stahl, no one's taking them. Like, <laughs> I love, I love Dan Girardi and Mark Stahl. I really yeah. do, despite me giving all of the shit in the world to them over the past seven years. Like, those guys gave their life and soul to the New York Rangers, and I just love and respect them for that. That being said, no one's going to be like, mm, that contract, yeah, we'll take it. Like, you can't just always <laughs> ship somebody off. I, I want to bring this back around just for one second. You said keeping Mika. If I said to you right now, you could do a one-for-one for, one for Mika Sabinajev for Jack Eichel, and you could have either one for the next seven years, you would say what? <laughs>
2: Oh, my God, man.
0: Jesus.
1: That's oh, what I'm Eichel, talking Eichel, about. Eichel without a thought. This without
0: is what, a but thought. that's what you say. I want to keep Mika Sabinejad on the team. Like, it's a hard conversation, oh. and I love Mika. But, like, if you have the option to switch it out when for Mika's, for for Jack Eichel when you could trade, like, I don't know, a Kraftstoff and, like, one of your defensive prospects and a first, and then you're like, oh, I have Jack Eichel for the next six years <laughs> um, <laughs> with LaPreniere. Like, okay, cool. Like, you're going <laughs> to do it.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's a, yeah, you're right. It's just, a, it's just a hard thing to talk about. It's yeah. emotional.
0: Like yeah. I, I love Mika. He's great. He's given me great moments over the last couple years. And I think he's underrated, even though I think if we've gotten to the point where now he's like overrated by Ranger fans. Like he's finally, like, he was so <laughs> underrated by like NHL people. And now he's like, oh my
2: God, he's a god. Underrated <laughs> by the league, but overrated by Rangers fans.
0: Even then, like the league now knows. Like there, enough Twitter, like we're loud enough on Twitter, Ranger fans where it's like, okay, shut up. Like that's- <laughs> yeah, they, Rangers Twitter is- Dude, loud. what
1: am I, what am I- like best tweets about uh Mika is when, when they, everyone stormed the Capitol building and there was a picture and it was like, it was a, the Mika five goal game. And it was like me at Nancy Pelosi's office watching Mika's five goal game. Yeah. I saw that.
0: That's pretty funny. dude. Uh, you can't, you can't deny what Mika did last year. You really can't. Like he asserted himself as a top of the line player in the NHL. It's just, you want to win a cup. You want as many chances to win a cup or win as as possible how many chances does eight years of because of binajad at 11 million dollars give you that's the question yeah not a lot Mm. not a lot at all by the way you still have to sign lafreniere and kako before those eight years are over (laughs) right that's true too. that's true
2: that's true so a guy like luke pierre luke dubois would i don't know how much he would want but i don't i don't expect him to ask for 11 million dollars no, at guys, not at this point away, in his career.
0: Guys, Barzal is getting paid $7 million, yep. like for three years. So I'm pretty sure that you could be like, oh, you want to sign for six years, like $7 million? But the Rangers are like, yeah, <laughs> 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 sign me up.
1: All right. So we talked a little bit about um, older players Tell me who are some of your potential breakout players this year on the Rangers.
0: The breakout stuff is so hard because the Rangers have more ELCs than like the whole East combined. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the players you're going to want to like the breakout player you want to see for, if you're a Ranger fan is Capococco. Like let's like, I'm not even Redemption saying that. I'm, Tour. I'm, yeah. I'm not even saying that. Cause I literally run the church. Like the dude, <laughs> the dude had a, a devastating first year. He like if you any article that really breaks down the analytics on him is really saddening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to look at it really is, especially if you're like faithful about it. I like what he showed in in the playoffs, but that's the real breakout. But if you want like a deep sleeper, there's so many hard picks here. Like Gauthier is the guy you really want to watch. Like performed in the AHL, is playing on a line with Lafreniere, is a big dude, has the pedigree, like is literally jacked out of his mind. You know he yeah. is. Not, <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's got the personality. He's got, he's got everything you want and you traded like a prospect. Like that's might be good at Carolina, but you have so many uh, defensive prospects. It doesn't matter. So like with Gauthier, you're going to be able to see, like he could be a legit third liner on your team for a long time and on a cheap contract. And that's a way for him to break out. He only played a couple games last year. So if he could take a step forward, he's the guy you should really watch.
2: So is that line, that third line confirmed to be Hedl, Lafreniere and Gauthier?
0: Yeah, as of right now, that's the uh, the line they've been running, and that's okay. what Quinn said he's like like so far. Anything oh, could change. And Quinn could change the line in a week. Like we have, you have a week of camp. Like to me, nothing matters. You you're just trying to get out there and play.
2: Right. I I wish Rangers Twitter would uh would live stream the the scrimmages so I could get get hyped, get excited.
0: You're, you're talking to like the king of I, yeah. Dumb I know. I know Rangers.
2: Just, <laughs> I know. Just, I'm so disappointed. I swear, like there there was a one replay of Hedl and Lafreniere and it looked like Hedl dropped past it right in front of the net to Lafreniere who dished it back to him. And he scored. I don't know if it was a drop pass, but I, I can't tell because
0: I can't tell you anything. I imagine <laughs> it. I, I write it out on paper. Like, I don't know. Like there's only beat writers have access to the live streams and then they don't they try and post as much footage. And I know that even the live stream footage for the beat writers is like shaky. It's not like a professional yeah. cameraman.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely not a professional camera. But, you know, it's anything, anything and everything. I'm just like looking just to see. Have you heard about this
0: organization, the New Jersey Devils? They like live stream their entire practices and games, and like you can watch them on YouTube and comment and they like interact with you. It's like a wild idea. I've never heard of it. Wow. Yeah.
1: The Devils' Instagram is the most cringy thing I've ever seen in my life. So
0: I'll I'll defend the Devils' Twitter. I think they're legit funny. Okay. Maybe they're too. Yeah. I don't don't use Instagram, so that's my bad. But like I wish, I wish like the Rangers would be a little like quote unquote edgy. Right.
1: Dude, I feel like so many NHL teams now are like that. All of them. Yeah, except the Rangers. <laughs> they are just like stay professional. I'm like, come on.
0: No, yeah. the uh, uh, the dumb. Uh, our producer for the show is a Ducks fan. She tells me like, yo, they don't do anything either. So there's like, <laughs> there's still like a couple teams left, but okay. the the smaller markets that like are like, okay, how do we get fans? Like, oh, be funny. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, no, Joe, ever since he saw that one video of Hito drop passing in the in the slot, he's like, oh, yeah, Hito's going to have a monster season this year.
0: I like Hito a lot. I think he he needs to take a step forward. Like, if this team, there's a lot of keys to see, like, if this team succeeds. And I don't expect this team to succeed this year. I think that's super important to say out loud. Like, the division is awful. Playing against these players is really, really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to get COVID. It's going to be out. Like, this season's going to be awful. It just is. Yeah. Um, and you, you, there's a chance the Rangers finish like last or seventh in this division. And that's like the high percentage chance. And they're a good team. They like could crush the central. They could be in the third place in the central, right. but the way, the way it's set out, it's just, it's way too hard to compete. It's in and, and development is going to matter a lot. The development of all the players are going to uh, are going to matter a lot, but you have to look at this year. If you're a Ranger fan as, Hey, we're going to fight for a cup like the next couple of years. How many playoff series can we get in this year? And that's exactly what they're gonna do to, to get ready for the future. That's that's the way you have to look at it. You can't say this is our cup year, this is like our final development year before we open the window.
1: No, and this, that's the smartest thing to do as well. Just yeah. get as many as many reps as you can now. And you and get then, one more
2: draft pick. Right. Right. This season is 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 good, like just because of the format. It's competitive, and this could really, really help like the development of Of all these younger guys just like that three game playoff series did it was small sample size but you know it helped and even that that whatever however long stretch it was down this season before the the lockdown Mm -hmm. like that was important can i make a
0: a terrible reference here so i uh i used to play like video games like professionally at some level so i used to play a game called street fighter it's an arcade (laughs) okay yeah yep you fight against one person like ryu and ken or whatever um, and I, I played that game at a professional level from like 07 to 09. And one thing that you, you do when you're playing that game, and I'm going to relate this back to hockey, I promise, is that when you're playing the same person over and over again, they start realizing what you're doing, like your strategies. And when you play the Devils four times in a row later in the year, they're going to know like, oh, Lafreniere likes to do this. Like we could take that away from him. And that by game three, they will not let him be doing that. And then this is where you can grow and develop as a player, to know like, okay, when they take away my best options, how can I still beat them? And that's why this year is so important because you're playing the same teams. They know what you like to do. This isn't the Minnesota Wild on a Tuesday where you're just playing hockey. You're going to see them maybe one more time and you don't even know who those guys are. That's not what it is. Like you're playing against the division eight times. They're going to take away your best options. How can you still beat them when you don't have your A plus moves?
1: That's, I totally agree with you. And I think it turns out, for the team at least to be more of like a mind game than it is actual hockey. You know what I mean? And you see that in the playoffs as well. You have to, you have to literally play this team uh, as seven times in a row, like as many times it takes. And it, it it becomes a, a toll on your mind as well.
0: Well, that's what happened with CBJ. Like when they beat Tampa, they were like, okay, what does Tampa do well? Oh, it's everything. But what is, the thing they do? what is the thing they do the best? And Tampa had some unfortunate injuries at the time. And they were like, all right, we're just going to play a style they're not happy with. We know they hate playing this way. And we're going to win. And then by the game two, like, they demoralized them. And then that team just got into its own head and mentally, they mentally beat them. That's exactly what happened. Now, yep. the next year... Tampa was like, well, no, we're tougher now. We know exactly what you do, so we're going to beat you, even though those overtime games went to, like, seven overtimes. But they <laughs> they, 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 did it. They out-mentaled them and, and took away what they did best. They didn't play towards their style. And that, that's exactly what the Rangers are going to have to do all season. Hey, how do we adjust and adapt to the Bruins, who were playing a million times and who are <laughs> a great team? A great team. You know, they're going to beat us. Uh, it's going to be hard, but how do we at least stay in these games?
2: Right. If I make another, I'll keep it on the subject of video games. Shoot, Halo Two Legendary mm-hmm. it is the hardest, one of the hardest games ever. Okay. This, I'm gonna relate this back to hockey, just like you.
0: No, I just disagree. Yeah. That's one of the hardest games ever. It's okay, keep going. No, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's difficult. I'll just say it's a difficult. Very I don't know. difficult. It's the yeah. Hardest game ever. It, yeah. It's a difficult game, uh, yeah. but in that game you got to take every enemy seriously. And the same thing with this with the Rangers, yep. 56 game schedule, 8 games per per team. Mm-hmm. You got to take every opponent seriously. It's like it's an, ex- an extended playoffs essentially. That's exactly what it is.
0: It's like you're playing these guys and they know they know all your tricks. Like the scout the scouting department this year is bored. Because they know they know exactly. Like, I have to just review seven teams. Like, okay, here you go. Here's all. Here's every move that everyone likes to do. What else do you have me to do? Like, I don't know, get, get coffee?
2: Like, what else, what else is going on? Oh, my God. It's true. Kirok, did you wanted to bring up something? The blue shirt? Oh,
1: yeah. I saw one of your tweets. Okay. Um, you you threw out something called the blue shirt brunch, bunch.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Brady bunch. Yeah, but the blue Brady shirt bunch. bunch. Yeah, oh, I yeah, have plenty of ideas to pitch yeah, to MSG. Fun. Don't worry.
1: Let's hear that. Let's dive into that a little bit. Cause you didn't really talk about it. On the- so here's the, here's
0: the thing, like MSG original programming, like just doesn't exist. And they own a TV show. Um, full disclosure, they've had me in and Greg in for like a TV show, like many years ago called talking sports. Yeah. It never aired. Uh, and it was a <laughs> terrible name. So um, I, I, I think there's ways, and this is what's so hard to, about the NHL and about other sports leagues too, is there's ways to have fun. Like this is a season that is so strange and weird. Give me the, like, you could cut it out and you could edit it to bits and pieces, but like, give me the locker room access. Give me like, I want to see the guys on the bus going to Philly. Like, and I like recording them, like having a little bit of a talk. Like give me like an hour special once a week, like the first week uh, of what we're going, going with, like, I'm not talking to HBO quality where they're all cursing at each other back in the day when they had like, <laughs> that was the best stuff. Like when we oh had, Oh my like, God, I love that. It was the best, like unfiltered, like 24, seven, the 24, yeah. seven was just like yeah. good stuff. Right. Like the Rangers like, they, they don't even want to like send out statements without people reviewing them like six <laughs> hours later. Like this would never happen. But to like, give me like a background filter of like, like what's the bus ride down? Like what's, what's the locker room after a big win against the Bruins? Like, like, can I have 20 minutes of Lingren and Adam Fox playing video games each other? Like, cause they, they're roomies now. Like, can we like, can we do any of this stuff? Like, I don't know if we can, it's probably not possible. There's too many like uh, red tape to cut over, but there there's so much fun Ranger content, especially with this team that's so young and full of personality. It's like, you want to watch these guys grow because you're going to be with them for a very long time. Just like you were with for like Kako and Lafreniere, like, Buckle up. Like they could be in your life for the next 14 years. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) It's, you know, it's what makes it worse is that last year, like last season, they teased it. And it was really good, like the locker room, the atmosphere inside, with the mom's trip and everything. It was great, all that yeah. It was just great. I love that. I love seeing that, dude. When stro-
0: mom came that- in and she was like, "How do you pronounce your name?"
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, she's like, "I don't second. care. Just pass it to my son." <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome. I love stuff like that. We just don't take advantage of it.
2: Yeah, like the the Fox and Lindgren uh, interview, the com- combination. Oh, that was just great. Is that MSG? Yeah, even like, Tony, like I know like I know they
0: did step on the mic and then Tony
2: took the mic and Tony's right. like
0: too controversial now for every single reason. <laughs> uh, so, so even if you like, you're never talking about hockey if you mentioned his name, but like, I still like stuff like that when they, when they go ahead and like hand, like do fun stuff in the locker room, they should have that available to the fans. Now, like maybe it just doesn't get the views and it's only sickos like you guys and me that really enjoy it, but you should at least cater to your diehards who are going to be like the people that are sticking with the team no matter what
1: exactly
2: yeah there's a lot of great ideas out there on twitter and the, like the memes and stuff i love looking at memes like for for <laughs> like hockey related memes and stuff good i mean stuff who doesn't yeah
0: the, the ranger the ranger msc account like they're 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 okay like they try and have fun and all that stuff and they hired them from like an outside social like group to to make sure they had like a little more fun and be a little more loose because the ranger like actual twitter doesn't want to do that so i'll give them a little bit of credit even though they like Maybe they steal ideas from like people they follow. Who knows? So I can't. Allegedly, so. Uh oh. Allegedly.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, I do. I do. I don't want to talk politics at all. I want to. I want to know what you think about Tony D's next season, sure. hockey-wise. Tony like said it
0: himself like this week, like he's sick of hearing how he can't play defense and that's good because he can't. So, um, (laughs) um, so I, I would really like to see him like hockey wise, take a step up. There's no doubt, like the offensive firepower that Tony has like, and has developed over the past year. Like that's great it's the fact and I I have to give him some leeway too. Tony, the hockey player played with Mark Stahl most of the year. And like, that's not fair. So like, I want to see what he can actually bring with Jacob Truba. Now, the first glimpse that we didn't get to see at the, at the scrimmage was Jacob Truba and him gave up six goals. Um, Mm. So uh, there's, and that's why Truba was like, I, I think Quid was sending a message by demoting him to the bottom line for like one practice or whatever. Um, and there put, has to be a,
1: he put the King Jack Johnson in line 1, come the on. The king, bro. The absolute king.
0: Like <laughs> a scratch. Good for David Quinn. Um but there there is a situation where where Tony is going to be faced with top line minutes all the time and to be able to actually he there's no doubt of Tony's offensive talent. Zero. Like right. he has the ability. He runs the power play and I don't actually think he's the best power play defenseman on the team, um which is hard to say. Like Adam Fox is that good. I think right. he,
2: yeah, that's he's, yeah.
0: He's like does he have a better shot than Tony? No, but he's a way better facilitator. Like he sees the ice better than Tony does. Tony's a, Tony's a better shot and a better like threat, but uh, his defensive style and, and like his blue line presence is not what Adam Fox is. So I'm really looking forward to see what Tony can do uh, when, when it comes to defensive prowess, because if you're the New York Rangers down the line, like you're going to shop Tony. It's just going to happen. Like no matter how, how much you like Tony D'Angelo or you hate him, the Rangers as asset management they have too many good defensemen in the pipeline mm. that they're going to have to pay. So these might be, no matter what, the last two years of Tony D'Angelo. And I think, and something I've been thinking about a lot is the reason why they signed Ryan Strom and Tony D'Angelo to two-year deals is to get as many chances to trade them as possible because no teams are taking on trade contracts this year because of the expansion draft. It's just not happening. So after the expansion draft, you're going to see a lot more flexibility in trades with Ryan Strom and Tony D'Angelo, no matter how much you like them as players and want them on the team.
1: Wow. That's, that's a good, yeah, that's a good way to think about it. When we had Tony on, he, he brought that up. He was like, people don't think I got better defensively. He was like, yeah, I think last year I, I, I progressed a little bit. And then, and then Joe brought up the, uh, I said, the, don't the worry Aho about Aho. Aho he's
2: a great
0: player. <laughs> no, you can't do that, bro. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. I, I Tony's brother tw- uh, chirped me on Twitter and like, he was going at me like, you didn't even play sports. Like, yeah, I'm a blogger. You idiot. Um, <laughs> of course I did it. Um, and then I posted the Ajo tweet and then Tony came in. He was like, all right, let's stop. Let's stop. <laughs> it's
2: like, Cause I, I was
0: just like, dude, like, what are we doing right here? It, it's, it's crazy. I, I said exactly what, what the truth was at the time. Both Tony and I are underpaid.
1: <laughs> yeah, True. So sure. that's what it is. And he got sure. his
0: contract after. I didn't get mine. So <laughs> we're still, we're still that, working still on loading. it. That's still loading.
1: That's still loading. Yeah, still loading. Still loading.
0: Yeah, but I, I think Tony has a lot to prove this year when it comes to being a player. And if you're a Ranger fan, you want him to get better because he's a trade asset. No matter right. if you, I know he's young. I know he's 25 and he's going to be on the team for a long time. But again, your when is your window? If it's later, then if you sign Tony when he's 27 to a six-year deal, like good luck. Like that's just what it is.
1: Yeah, the, that's that's not going to work out. You're right.
2: It, especially if you can't do the primary thing that defensemen are supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes this year. I, I really want to have... see how the team's going to work defensively without Lindy Ruff.
0: <laughs> Me too. I uh, Lindy Ruff has, has officially implemented a, uh, um, a strategy in New Jersey or system rather that no one's ever seen before oh Is quotes from his players. So uh, I, would lo- I would love, I would have loved to see that uh, this year and not to, I don't want to take the question away from you, but to go to the coach of the New York Rangers. Now, like I need to see how Quinn adjusts this year. Quinn is a great emotional coach. I'm not sure his levels on an X and O's are there. Like he's great for development. The guys respect him. They love him. And he's a good player coach. What's he like when it comes to strategies and exactly what we were talking about earlier, when it comes to adjusting when you're playing the same teams, I need to see what Quinn does with his system. And like, I know Marty Jacques or Jacques Barton, however you want to say it. um, He like is the now official in charge of defense. And I still am convinced that's why Jack Johnson was available. Of course, Jack Johnson was available. That's why he was (laughs) signed. Um, Yeah, me too. is, Is that reason? And to mentor the kids and to show the gym rat a- aspect or whatever it is he wants to say, but David Quinn has to show himself this year, just like Lindy Ruff uh, has to uh, prove himself in New Jersey.
1: This is mm-hmm. something I've been thinking about um, uh, in, in, as opposed to like in terms of David Quinn um, moving forward, like we said, like like maybe when Zibanejad's contract uh, goes out, maybe when D'Angelo's contract goes out, you got to kind of move away from those guys. Do you think that once we have the group that we want, to make a final cup run. Do you think David Quinn's going to be moved on from and we'll bring in a more veteran guy to kind of nudge him uh, to that cup? Or, actually, no. I actually have
0: like a fun fact about this. So now David Quinn's in his third year and most like coaches don't even make it to that in the NHL as crazy as that sounds. So now like, I think David Quinn's like in the top 10 of like veteran coaches in the league as insane as that sounds, because I don't know if you guys remembered, but before the pandemic, I think like 14 coaches were fired. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, it,
1: was it was just like yeah, that was, one time there's everyone was getting, everyone it. was. Yeah. was getting yeah So David
0: shot. Quinn is like a top 10 veteran coach in the league in his third year. And that's as much as we make the jokes about, they get rehired everywhere else. And they do. David Quinn is going to have an option or an opportunity to prove he can have this team and get him. I think he'll go to the end of the contract. I think they'll actually lame duck him. if I'm being honest. So the way this is going to work, he's going to have another year this year to just kind of like have a free ride. The team has to fall apart. Like, has to be like truly terrible and awful for him to get fired this year. It's next year is how we're going to see. And I believe that's the final year of his contract. Uh, maybe it's the one right. No, it is the final year. I'll double check. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think it's the final year. Don't quote me, but we're in the, we're in the. it's definitely the final two. And in this situation he's going to have next year to prove himself after that, um, they'll make a decision if they want to like keep him on or not that that's really going to be the case. Do you want to have him as a cup contender winning cup? Like his job is to come and develop. I think he's done that with a lot of players Mm -hmm. because of Benajad, Talib, like there's been a lot of success under Tony D'Angelo. Like there's been a lot of success under, under David Quinn. Now, do you think he can get to the next level? That's really going to be another question that Gordon has to answer. And it's not going to be this year. You
2: can't answer it. Unfortunately, it's going to be the next year.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're right. Um,
2: Yeah. Go ahead. For the, for the coaching aspect like moving on from him that's really like a question you would ask if your team's struggling to get over the hump like if you if you keep making the playoffs but you can't get past that first or second round or whatever like three years in a row or something like that then you you have to just consider moving on from a coach and then going to a guy like alan vigno or like you know what i mean like what the rangers did with with torts
1: right that that's what i was kind of getting at though do you would you would you instantly move on from like you brought in quinn to develop right once he develops and you have that team do you instantly move away from him or do you do you see where he can go with the squad
0: no because like these guys love the dude yeah they all yeah. love him and and you have to like have a valid reasoning to take away david quinn from yeah. from the players that have succeeded under him like yeah they just yeah. they they don't have a reason just yet. There's been nothing that David Quinn's done wrong. He got them to the playoffs despite it being a fluke. Like he 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 treats the players well. He makes them earn it. And as much as like, I, I hate the quote unquote Quinn bin, like everyone who's gone to the <laughs> bin and has come back has performed. So to get players like Truba this year, to get players like Kako, and he gives them the best opportunity to perform. That's what he's doing. You're going to give him a shot at making it like, making the run the rangers are notoriously pretty loyal to their coaches they don't switch over anybody in the front office or anybody in the coaching system very often it's not like this 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 switch it has to be a massive massive failure for him to even like be considered fired it's even after this year like let's just say next year like they would have to be bottom of the barrel like totally totally terrible awful year no not even close to making the playoffs for him to get fired
1: Oh yeah. I believe it. I don't want to get rid of him at all. I was just, I just wanted to see your guys' opinion on that.
0: I like It's something I, I talked
1: you. about. Yeah. yeah. One, one guy I want to bring up. We talked about him before training camp and we heard Tony talk about him a little bit too, is Keandre Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that in the, in the camp they had before um, the return to play uh, playoffs last season, he was like, he looked like honestly the best defenseman in our camp. And like, if it wasn't, because of his contract, the way it was written out, he, he probably would have played in those three games in Carolina and, and coming into this training camp, I told Joey, I was like, he's making the team like without a doubt. I, I want, and then, and then Quinn comes out and says, he's had an amazing camp. Do you think he cracked the
0: lineup? I mean, I'm riding this train. Like oh, I, <laughs> I, I conducted this trade. Like I think like four weeks ago, I was like, Miller's making the team. Like, Oh, let's go. All right. And uh, like, Hockey stat who like is a great follow. If you don't follow me, does like all the yep. like, cap crunching and I everything. Follow. He's my, he's my dude. And he pretty much said like Miller can't make the team because of bonuses, but it's because of this new rule where you can like technically send certain players to taxi squads, like on off days and that affects their bonuses and contracts, even though it's scummy. Like you (laughs) but the NHL has done way worse. This is like kitten caboodles compared to like everything else they've done when it comes to like scumming players out of money. Like, (laughs) This is the, this is the way that they're going to be able to do it. So right now, as of this moment, I think there's absolutely no way Miller doesn't make the team. I've been told by multiple beat reporters last year, well, last year, like three months ago, when yeah. Carolina, the Carolina series happened that, if he was eligible to play they would have He played. would have played yeah no so like right. no doubt about it they would have played him and i think it'll be the same way keandre is someone and that's something really important to remember he didn't start playing defense till 3 years ago <laughs> um and he was a winger his whole life he also grew like 5 inches in the past like year and a half so <laughs> what he, yeah like uh, i'm i'm not like uh, the tallest man i'm like 58 and i stood next to keandre like when i met Kako. And he was very tall. And, and <laughs> oh since, then, God, since yeah. then, I believe he's grown like three or more inches or something like that. He's a gigantic child. Like, I, he, he's still a kid. You know, he's gigantic. And he's still growing. He's going to be a point. And a lot of prospect nerds, I'm going to call them nerds. A lot of prospect nerds still have him pretty low on their list. Like, my coworker, Corey Prodman, like, he has him. Like, he didn't even rate him in the top 159 players under 23. Wow. I'm really looking forward to him proving him wrong. And I know exactly why certain prospect people would say this about Keandre. He had a really lackluster year as a Badger. He was supposed to be like this overworldly force. Like he had a lackluster year. And who knows if it was like due to COVID, the situation of all all this stuff. I'm pretty sure college shut down even that way. So maybe I'm like misremembering this, but he did. Like he was supposed to perform at a better level in collegiate levels. I think he might be one of those players that really thrives when it comes to like the competition around him when he has to take a step up. And that's what I believe Condrey will be doing. Awesome. Yeah.
2: I I can't wait. I can't wait to see him play. And then uh, Nils Lundqvist. I'm just, every time I see clips of him, it's just my God. I'm, I get so excited. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it.
0: I, I have something to say about Neil actually. So I, 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 uh, I had the chance to meet Neil too the same exact day. Um, and as, as, I, as I said, I'm a short guy. Neil is also a short guy. And that's why this is um, one of those situations why you could see prospect people be like, I'm worried about the body and the size. He's 5'11". He's light. Adam Fox is also 5'11 and light. It, it comes to the, uh, well, he's a little heavier, Adam Fox, but Neil is skinny. He really is. But his hockey sense and his development of his offensive game over the past two years is what makes him so enticing. But it comes back to the same conversation we always have. Can he play defense? You look at players like Kako, who were young when they played over in Europe and were played in men's leagues and dominated them truly kako did that and then he got here and he got hit and that's just what it was Mm -hmm. like he it's a totally different style of game it's physicality and the speed is different ken Niels lundquist when he comes over replicate his offensive firepower when there are much bigger faster players around him they just are
2: Mm -hmm. that's gonna be that's that'll be interesting to see uh obviously not he's not ready this year he would have came
0: over if 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 COVID didn't happen i will say that right now
2: I, K- that's, that that sure? is my
0: opinion. Wink, 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 wink. That's my opinion. Um, but I, if, if COVID and the pandemic didn't happen, he would be a New York Ranger, at least in camp this year.
2: That's, yeah, it's just crazy. Like Fox, Miller, Lundqvist, all on the same team. But that's
0: like, when you go back to Tony, like, okay. Like, I like to, I like Tony You're as a
2: player. Oh a my God, don't get me started.
0: Um, I, uh, I like Jacob Truba. The contract that you give gave that New York Rangers gave Jacob Truba paid him like a number one defenseman yeah and immediately like people I know and respect were like yeah he could be a lower tier number one defenseman for like you know a good team but he's he's supposed to be your number one defenseman when that's Adam Fox it's like not even a question for me the Jacob Truba like he has to play like that one b one C defenseman in the next couple of years, because his contract has a no movement clause, by the way, kicks in. It's $8 million a year. And I'm sure it was negotiated in, in, in light of, Hey, the cap's going to go up. This is a great deal for you. I'm not getting paid $11 million. I'm getting paid 8 million. It was more than he was worth. Probably Mm -hmm. his, his metrics have gone down since uh, the last couple of years, even when he was in Winnipeg. So to have him on the team, I like Jacob Truba. I think he's a big physical guy who can really develop, He's supposed to be a power play guy, but he's the third power play guy on this team. Like Fox, Tony, and and then it's Truba. Truba's the third guy. He's just not that. So when you pay someone yeah, you know. eight million, that price, and I, you know we talk eight million, like when we look at NBA contracts and other contracts, MLB, it's a goddamn joke. <laughs> yeah. But like when you like eight million matters a lot to the New York Rangers when it comes to the next couple of years. So I I I hope Truba under or under Marty Jockten, whatever you want to call him, um, can uh, yeah yeah I just call him Marty Jocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what he, he, he uh when he i hope he can succeed under this new like kind of regime of, of defensive yeah. side and i yeah. hope he can succeed when keandre miller eventually moves up to play next to him
2: yeah and you know i keep going back to everyone thought that that trade we made with winnipeg was just such a steal with with neil pionk and now pionk is like showing up truba yeah, I still think like, it was a steal. Like, I like Neil Pionk. I think it was a steal, too. I Like, I don't want to think of it as anything but that now. But I think Pionk had a really, really good year with, the, with Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, it, of course he did. Um, yeah. One thing, one thing that I don't know if your listeners or you guys know, that's really important to kind of take – into consideration i'm not a stats guy period end of story i have no idea what analytics are i don't know what gar means like i don't know any of this stuff joey okay. yeah,
1: has gone on no multiple idea. rants about dating analytics
0: i trust i trust the people i am friends with a lot of smart people and i go is this right and then they go yeah and i go great because i'm an idiot um <laughs> now there was a study that was done by this guy named mika uh i gotta i gotta find i gotta find his last name i'm so sorry i want to credit them, but the study was the analytics are the dangerous shots and the shots that are taken and the way people are evaluated at Madison Square Garden are entirely vastly different than the way anyone else is 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 grading their shots or dangerous shots, or and that's why sometimes New York Ranger defensemen grade out way worse than other defensemen in the league, because that's why Neil Pionk can go to Winnipeg and he automatically analytically is like, oh wow, Neil Pionk was really good, huh? Who, who, who? How did this happen? Well, we rate dangerous shots differently than anybody else in the league, the way that our scorekeepers at Madison Square Garden, it just changes the way everyone does that. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. Some of the analytics over the past couple of years, at, at, at least that's how it was explained to me. That's why some of the analytics for the New York Rangers defenseman. And that's why we never have a analytically good defense quote unquote is because of the way the shots and the dangerous shots and other things are graded at Madison Square Garden.
1: Would it not make sense to have a standard? Like, I, I don't get it. Why would we be doing that differently? I
0: wish was... I was smart enough to explain this to you. <laughs> but uh, I'm going I'm, I'm to look him up right now, and I'll, I'll try and find it. Uh, but yes, give me a second. But yeah, go ahead. Keep, keep going here. Like, well, yeah,
1: is it just because, would... like, all the Ranger fans are just going to freaking yell at them to shoot Mika every Blake time Ma- they get a power play?
0: Mika Blake, Blake McCurdy. It was, like, a story he did, and I was, like, totally... Uh, it's ineffective math on Twitter. I was told totally like, is this like a huge story that we're not talking about? <laughs> I still, I still feel like it is. Um, and it, I'm just,
1: I'm just gonna use that as an excuse every time someone says our defense is not on par with everyone else.
0: <laughs> they well, they were right most of the time, but it's I, I, I can also eye test and show you that there was a lot of traffic on action in the New York Rangers the last night.
2: Yeah, lots of pylons. Yeah, for sure. We got what Yeah, Mark Stahl was one of them we got rid of him.
0: Right. Still well, amazed at that trade.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how they how, how they did that. Full salary, like just oh my god! Thank you, Detroit. Thank you so much, man. Oh,
0: they're doing the right thing in Detroit. Like, let's not. They took on. They got a second round draft pick for eating money. Like that's yeah. that's the smart thing to do. Right. Yes, like Mark Stahl doesn't. It doesn't matter to them. They're gonna lose every game anyway. So they should <laughs> take on contracts, the bad contracts, get draft, get back draft capital, and yeah, I, I, Iserman is like a a genius when it comes to drafting so i'm you yep. know it's very scary
2: yep yep he built that core very well in, in tampa bay yeah the story
0: um, about him picking point is like hilarious like he traded up like one spot and the guy was like you're gonna give me a whole pick for that and he was like yeah and he's like should we take point he's like yep that was
2: <laughs> like. That so other stupid. gm looks like an idiot now
0: yeah so stupid <laughs> like, i don't know
2: my god yeah points a points a great player almost they a should, ranger they should just make it a rule to never trade with Iserman on draft day dude you know there's rules
0: there's rules in sports you don't trade with the race you just don't do it don't trade like, to
2: Devin hester
0: yeah it's like probably don't trade to yeah don't get to Devin hester don't trade with the Iserman. like it, it's just a, there's some things you shouldn't follow and that's one of them <laughs> don't
2: trade to Iserman. all great. right you have anything else to add kiriakos before we wrap it up i'm good i'm good ryan anything else uh yeah you can follow me on twitter at orion mead
0: i post a lot of nonsense and i wear a pope hat which i will be changing my profile picture so i'm no longer a religious figure um, actually, uh, i know i know i know uh in the new season new year new me 2021 and uh uh and i also do a podcast for the athletic called bush which with my friend greg kaplan we do it every week we've done it for every week five years uh and we host the number one ranger show there you go
2: wow awesome so yeah rangers fans boys and blues fan if you're just looking for any hockey podcast or more rangers related news go check them out thanks for coming on absolutely no problem thank you so much for having me all right yeah of course thanks everyone for tuning in stay tuned for more new york rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our instagram at the Blue 94 see you all next time you don't have to go home but you can't stay No!